0: For all the Fandanglers out there who know that the heart and soul of Retro Fandango is all about truth and honesty. It's all about being real and brave. that's Retro Fandango, that's Retro Fandango When it's Android over iPhone and you can keep your stupid Amiibo And always bashing on Nintendo But well, that's Retro Fandango, that's Retro Fandango Thanks, Retro fandango. Oh,
1: wow! Hello? There's the man. Jeez. What time is it? Wow, you are <clears throat> early. A full minute early. Okay, hey, I've guard. been here for two minutes. I, I was just getting my coffee.
0: Take a look at this. Pour myself a cup of tea. Yeah. The little paper tab on the end, ripped off immediately. Hate it. So I've put <laughs> uh, one of these bag clips on there instead to keep the thread from falling in.
1: We can count the minutes to see how long this is going to be a disaster. That uh, that might be ingenious, or yeah, it might be a disaster. Could go either way. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to cause trouble. Oh, good
0: tea though, nice and yeah.
1: That happened to me last night. The whole tea bag and everything fell into into my cup. The so it is. You, string you, you and get everything. Get
0: your cup ready, and all you do is you spin around.
1: You spin yeah. around. You make a turn. And then thing flutters right in there, well, last night I went I tried to find five minutes to to get a cup of tea, and so i I left my room unattended for five minutes, and I you know did, poured the tea and all that, and then when I came back in the room, the phone's ringing, so yeah, it was like I walked quickly back to my desk, and that yeah thing just kind of fluttered right into the tea, and that was it. My cup of tea was ruined. But mm. I got. I grabbed it's the plastic. Boston Tea Party all over again. I grabbed the plastic spoon and fished it out. Ugh. So it was my only chance. It was that. It was a plastic spoon or my fingers.
0: Mm. I've so done
1: the finger thing. You've, you've, you regret it. You decide which is worse. Yeah. And the tea was hot. It was hot water too, so I didn't really want to burn my fingers. So. Well, you're just gonna drink melted plastic instead? <laughs> Why not? It's uh, it's better than what's under my fingernails in there yeah, your picture is nice and sharp today. is it? Yeah, sometimes a little laggy, a little choppy. It's crystal clear i I had a bunch of updates on this uh, uh, laptop from April. I don't know why it waited until now to do it, so maybe that's maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know could be. had a really busy night last night though, so i'm uh, I'm hoping I'm awake and alert for all this because last night was the Ontario election which is like one of the few nights of the year where or every 4 years or every 2 years cuz you got the provincial elections and then the federal elections. So it's like one, one of the nights where I'm extremely busy and I didn't get home till late last night and all that stuff. Are you okay?
0: I think you have the same mic stand as I do.
1: I probably it looks do. very similar. Yeah, I bought I bought mine on Amazon for I don't know. It was twenty bucks, eighteen bucks, twenty bucks. I don't know what that translates Mm. to yen. All all the fittings look similar. I can't believe you totally dismissed my Ontario election uh, build-up here. Oh, tell me about it. This (laughs) is going to be like it was just everybody
0: knows I follow Canadian politics. You know, it's it's my bread and butter. But let's pretend there's some people out there who don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead and explain. Uh, The fiasco in Canada right now. I'm just
1: yanking your chain. I got nothing. (laughs) It was so busy last night. It was was stupid. Because we have, so we we have, like in the States, it's easy. You got your choice between Coke or Pepsi, right? You got your two parties. In Canada, we have, this time we had four parties running, really, with the Green Party picking up speed. So you got all those leaders that you need to follow, and then all the, um, there's some districts out there that really have people's attention. So they kind of pay close attention to those and you got four people running in all those. So we, you just at one network can't cover all of this stuff. So they, all the networks, all the Canadian networks get together to cover these elections. And we have these things called pool feeds and these pool feeds are, we each set up a camp somewhere And we just share the video information with other, uh, the other networks. It's like kind of like I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of thing. So our designation was the the liberal pool party or the liberal pool for the liberal party or something like that. Anyways, that was our responsibility. And, uh, there were some issues with that feed last night. And it's one of those, things it's just like doing a podcast it's always the takeoff at the beginning it's just a complete mess it's a disaster and then you finally get everything all in place and everything in pieces and then it's just calm for the four or five hours that the thing is airing and then once it's it starts to wrap up that's where you know everything tumbles towards the crash landing and you're dealing with that at you know midnight last night it was, it was good times oh, so it's old hat for you
0: yeah you're a seasoned veteran because of this
1: i am i've been doing i've been I, I hate to say how long i've been working in television, but it's been over twenty years now and it kills me it kills me when i see like i remember watching dexter and this one uh character on the show she got promoted to uh lieutenant uh of this uh crime invest- division because she was uh she worked in her department for thirteen years. And I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, man, I've been in my department in the same dead end job for a lot longer than 13 <laughs> years. What does that say? Hey, you get a lot of free time at your job, don't you? I do. Yes, one, the this one. Aren't you in charge?
0: Don't you run the show there?
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, for because I'm nobody. Nobody's
0: looking over your shoulder. No,
1: absolutely not. No, and it's it is kind of cool when you got like the producers and everything coming into the room and saying, okay, what do we do here? What do we do there? And you got all the answers. You're just like, okay, we we'll do this. Okay, we'll go this way. All right, no, let's try this receiver. And you get everything all you fixed guy, You're up. the go-to guy. Right. But I wish I was paid like, uh, uh, like they were, you know?
0: Well, all you got to do is create some controversy, you know?
1: Get some things going
0: where you have to be the guy to save the day. Everybody <laughs> comes scrambling to you and you say, hey, look – ah, we gotta put our heads together do this do that and it's like oh, I'm gonna pull you guys through you save the day and then hey a couple more bucks fly your way I do that all the
1: time and the <laughs> next day it's totally forgotten about nobody remembers what I did last night there was one yeah, time I- there was one time we aired this uh, it was a big contract for for our station it was this, the Toronto Santa Claus parade it was huge we broadcast it nationally it was like one of our biggest like oldest uh, you know uh, franchises we I think we aired it like for 20 years in a row or something like that and there was the the very last year we had it we they contracted out this uh third party to actually do the production instead of doing it in-house and they were totally incompetent just had no clue what they were doing and I, I, you know, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but if I wasn't there, the whole thing would not have aired. It just would have not made it to air at all. It was a complete disaster. So I bailed them out and everything. And, yeah, our reward was that we lost the contract. And (laughs) the next year, I think (laughs) some other network took it over. And it was completely like, you know, I didn't even get a thank you or anything like that. You need the right captain on board, then
0: you can pull off the Scotty routine, you can save the day, oh, be the yeah. miracle worker.
1: Yeah.
0: That's true. That's and what I should get it. do.
1: This is impossible, but let me work on it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Just let everybody sweat for a while. You keep you got the the answer in your head. You know you could do it time, <laughs> Let them sweat it out for a couple hours and then boom, yeah. last minute save.
1: Uh, unfortunately, everything intelligent is of the essence. It's that moving clock all the time. Because people are sitting at home. They want to watch. They want to know what the results are to this election. And there's no way... And what are the results? Oh, we... Uh, here in Ontario, we elected our version of Donald Trump. So, mm. yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah. So it should be interest- an interesting four years. They got a majority government, too, which in uh, our political... Process means that it will be at least four years before another election, so should be interesting. Interesting times.
0: It'll be easy work too. You can just swap all the
1: same jokes out, just to
0: <laughs> put a new name and face that in all is those true. Uh, images.
1: Yeah, that is true. He's he's the guy we elected is actually. Do you remember Rob Ford, the Canadian mayor that was on like Jimmy Kimmel, and he had the drug problems and everything? No. Yeah. Well, it's his brother that we. Uh, <laughs>
0: Wisely elected,
1: yeah. And you want to blame that? uh, We had a a record turnout too. It was almost sixty percent, which was the highest since nineteen ninety nine. So you can't even blame people not showing up for the election. People just they wanted Rob Ford for whatever reason, or Doug Ford. It's good, some Ford. Yeah, it's good for the media, right? Gives people something to talk about. I t- great, I tell you, when Rob Ford was mayor, it was the worst. The worst. It, it was. It was like it is in the states now with Donald Trump. These reporters just sat all day at city hall waiting for him to do the next thing, and nothing got done. It was a total circus. They. I, I mean, when he was when he was mayor, we had a camera in city hall 24/7, just shooting you know, whatever, waiting for the next thing to happen. And like it, it, like he would walk down the halls and all these reporters would be following him and that. And there were people in City Hall. You could see them. They were sitting there trying to do their work and they couldn't get anything done because of this mass chaos. And when he uh, when he lost, did he run? I can't even remember if he ran for the next one or if he, I can't remember what happened. But when he was out... That camera went away. There was nothing. Like we have uh, John Tory now is the Toronto mayor. We don't, we don't. You don't hear a peep from him, you know, unless something's going on. But uh, you well, know, most days. That's
0: the secret system. That's what Trump was talking about. And how he's going to bring all these jobs back to America, It's creating all media jobs, <laughs> all yeah. camera operators, reporters, everybody <laughs> out there. Just oh, we got to get the latest story. Yeah,
1: that's true. There is a weird symbolic, symbolic, symbolic. What is that called? Symbiotic. Symbiotic. That's it. Relationship between the media and these. Um, because the more, you know, the more you give them attention, the more they they enjoy it. And we're the ones giving them attention. So it's just a weird relationship. It is.
0: Yeah. So same over here. Uh, our prime minister, uh, Abe, he's, he's in a lot of hot water because he's been, you know, doing some secret shenanigans behind the scenes, you know, getting his own people, you know, favors and stuff like that. And it's starting to come to light. He's getting old, buddy. Buddy with Trump, so mm. it's it's worldwide. Yeah,
1: everybody's uh, got the wrong guy in charge. I ordered these new glasses too. Maybe that's why I look clear. I I have been them. noticing the reflection. They're, they're very, very nicely blue. polished. They're blue. It's a weird. I got this um, uh, protective stuff on them to. Uh, because it's supposed to be better for UV and looking at screens, and I look at screens all day. Yeah, and it's nice in this light. It's okay, but um, in when the sun, you know, like I, you don't wear glasses, but the, when the sun shines on the inside and it reflects back at you, everything's blue. It's very weird. Hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna hmm. get used to it. But do I. You find it? Do you find it
0: darkens the the light a little bit? That blue light cut.
1: No. No,
0: because I got a pair of glasses that are only for blue light cut for looking at screens. And I put them on and everything just feels a little bit darker. Hmm. Oh, it really does cut the blue, though. Look at that.
1: Yeah. But uh, I got. I this got is th- great radio. Me looking <laughs> through glasses. It's going to get even better. I got two pairs uh, because you can just buy one, get one free. And I bought these online. This is the first time I bought anything online. So I put these ones on, and they looked pretty good. And I'm like, okay, that's that's good. And then I put these ones on, and they are total dorksville. Just 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 wait. Watch. Look at this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> my screen all... capture. We gotta show people this. <laughs> what? Uh, then, I need some
1: screen capture. That no, was too that's quick. It. no, that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> these are these are going back right away. So they they're supposed to have a fourteen day return policy. So use your imagination, folks. You've all got some Photoshop <laughs> software. Total dorksville.
0: It is <laughs> awful. Now the question everybody has though,
1: how much did these glasses cost you? Uh, for the two pair, they were one third of Joe glasses. One third. Yeah. Subpar. Come on. Where's the quality? So with the with the, the um, I had I have to get this filter too because it uh, thins the lenses too, makes them ultra thin, which mm-hmm. I need because my eyesight's so bad. So I would have like total Poindexter lenses if it weren't for this technology. So that's why. So they So it's a little taking more. those
0: coke bottles and just shrinking it down.
1: Yeah, it makes them thinner.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh. I did wear glasses when I was younger. I was told different things at different ages. I I believe uh, when I I was in elementary school, I was told that I was farsighted, so I needed glasses for reading. And I got them, and I wore them for like a week, and I don't need these things. Get rid of them. Hmm. And then when I was in high school, they told me I was nearsighted, so I needed glasses for when I was gonna get my driver's license, hmm. and I wore those for like a week or two. And I don't need these; I see just fine. I get rid of them, and now everybody tells me my eyesight is okay.
1: Yeah, I, I think that uh, glasses actually make your eyesight worse because they put a strain on your eyes. Although I I don't become have good dependent on it. Like yeah, yeah, that's it. So your eyes become lazy, and mm. yeah. Although I have bad genetics. Both my parents wore glasses. All my grandparents wore glasses. you all have bad eyes. That's why there were so many like
0: blind people in the Bible and all those old stories. It wasn't that people were all blind. Yeah. They just had really poor vision. Poor you know?
1: eyesight, yeah. You yeah. Hey,
0: Look at this. You, you, you would be a cripple in olden times. <laughs> <new ways. laughs> I would be
1: dead. Functional member of society. I was thinking about this the other day. If it were not for modern medicine, I'd be dead. Right now, because I had I had the um, measles, I think, when I was 19, which was bad. You're not you're supposed That's to get late, yeah yeah you're supposed to get it when you're early, like early on. Measles, chicken pox, all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah it's yeah yeah. To... So if it were not for antibiotics, I would I probably would have been de- dead at 19 Wouldn't to come out of that. What about you? Know, what you, you need is
0: good immune system.
1: You think you would be alive? This was, uh,
0: yeah. I've never had to stay in the hospital. I've had very few complications. I broke my collarbone once when I was little. I was jumping up and down on the couch. My mom said, Don't do that. <laughs> Next thing I know, I was on the floor heading to the emergency room. Um, other than that, I had asthma. I was told I had asthma when I was younger, so I had one of those like psh, psh, inhaler things. Yeah, that went away too. Um, <sighs> I got a couple things I'm working with now, but even that stuff's clearing up.
1: What about, yeah, I'm good. What about this monster rash on your arms? Did that go away? Oh
0: no, that's still there. You see it? Yeah, a little bit. It's it's a lot better. It doesn't hurt or anything, but it is itchy as anything. Well, uh, uh, mess around in the weeds. And, yeah, yeah. Can let's set the record straight for all the people <laughs> hurt hating on my mouse there. Your are vermin. Is, Yes, my vermin. Call him what you like. He's staying. He's fine. Uh It is not from him. I was doing yard work, and I was I was out there for a lot, a couple of hours, and I was really just pulling down vines and raking up leaves, cutting grass, doing everything because my yard overgrows insane in this weather. The humidity. The, the, it's we're starting rainy season now, so when I have the chance to get out there, I got to get out there and clean it all up. So I'm ripping all this stuff down, and I'm covered up. I got like one of those uh, flight suits on, like the Ghostbusters wore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm ripping everything down. I'm wearing gloves and wearing glasses. But uh, after I cut all this stuff down, I was just lifting it up with my arms uh, and carrying it over to a pile. Yeah. And I was just dumping it there. And after a while, another guy who who's in this area, he does the same thing. He cleans up all these vines and stuff. He comes by, asks me if I want a wheelbarrow. I'm like, Oh yeah, great, thanks. So I started using that, and I thought he was offering it to me just you know, to save my back. But um, later on, I get all this outbreak. I went to the doctor, uh, dermatologist, and he said, oh, you're out doing yard work? He flipped open a book. You ever see these? And he showed me some caterpillars. I'm like, yeah, we got those caterpillars in our yard. He's like, I didn't have any on me. It doesn't matter. It's just the hairs, the hairs of the caterpillar. They get on the, the vines and stuff. And uh, that stuff kind of works its way up your sleeve. Uh. So just carrying the vines and having those caterpillar things in there, it just causes big outbreak on my arms. I got some on my shoulder, like all over the place. But my right arm is the worst. And it just looks like I contracted some weird disease. But still itchy, but it's okay. He gave me a bunch of medicine stuff for it, but I'm not even taking it. I just put an ice pack on it at night. That kills the itch. I can sleep fine. During the day, it doesn't bother me as much.
1: Gross! I hate caterpillars. Hate them.
0: Yeah, I, I stay away from. My, I tell my kids, you know, don't, don't go near them because they do give some really bad irritations. But even just their hair, it's creepy. It's nasty, sick.
1: In uh, northern Ontario, we have uh, tent caterpillars, and they are disgusting. They have these uh, this cycle, this seven-year cycle, where they just the, the birds won't eat them for whatever reason. They, well, they, they know better. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it just happens like once every seven years or so. Like sometimes it's eight or nine or five, and uh, they just overrun everything and they just start eating all the leaves off the trees. They'll kill trees. Mm-hmm. They're they'll climb up. You know, they they climb up the sides of buildings and walls and that. And they they like to get into corners of things and build these uh, uh, cocoons. And you can't mm-hmm. go anywhere without stepping on them or getting their crap on you or. Yeah. it's they're, they're gross and when we were kids we used to like you know like you'd squish them and some would be like it would be like a red blood inside them so those would be ketchup and others would have, be full of like this yellow pus so those would be yeah. mustard so you'd get like ketchup or mustard uh mustard and you'd squish it no ketchup like just because there's so many of them you know? fun times uh. this one kid he was a little demented and uh he would, he uh, would I, I, <laughs> i
0: think i know what you're gonna say no he wouldn't eat it.
1: them he wouldn't eat oh, them okay but he put them on his finger and he would flick their heads with his nail like you do like a little like that yeah and knock them out and he would just laugh maniacally yeah and he'd be like oh it's like the funniest thing i just i don't know it's creepy but they would get everywhere they're disgusting their their uh cocoons would just be everywhere uh couldn't stand that's one thing i don't miss about northern ontario it is nasty. They, I've got
0: a lot of trees here, and um, you'll see them. They it just looks like they're floating. So they suspend themselves down those uh, invisible wires, mm. and they're just hanging from the trees, just floating
1: in the air, spinning around. It's Nasty. You close your eyes at night, and all you would see is tent caterpillars moving. It was like yeah. you just, you could, if you were quiet and you listen, you can hear them munching on the trees. It was like. Krush, krush. It's crazy. It's overridden. We would, mm. we would we would go up to the side of uh, my grandmother's cottage and we'd take a broom and we'd sweep them into bags and then just throw them into a uh, like we'd have a fireplace and we just throw them into the fire pit <laughs> to just get <laughs> rid really of them. Pop. pop. Yeah, because they were just there were so many. It was ridiculous. Yeah. it. Man, I'm itching it. now listening uh. to this. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, well, what do you say we start the show? That's
0: good. <sighs> okay. Um, gosh, do I have a? There yeah, we go. Do you have the outline open? Hey, uh, we got an outline. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. We're doing a. We're doing a podcast episode eighty. Oh no, eighty
1: five. Yeah. Oh, and change this. Episode eighty five. But we're gonna talk 85. about the episode eighty four sure. comments. Mm-hmm. As soon as they open up. Oh. Okay, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um. So yeah, we had a comment from uh, Diego a Latino lawyer, and he half agrees with uh, both of us on the ABC Roseanne issue. Um, he feels it's a shame that they canceled the show. It seemed like more people agreed, kind of agreed with you um, that they shouldn't have canceled the show. But I think a lot of people uh, are... you No, know, I,
0: I thought people said they thought it was a good idea. I'm going to read these again.
1: Well, there was <laughs> –
0: Mostly agree with Diego. I think ABC was right to take away the giant platform they had given to Roseanne. This is from Pam, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't give him much credit. Yeah, it, it was uh, it was a lot of fifty fifty. Like yeah, it's a gray zone.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I think with the context though, if you if you looked at her previous uh, comments about Zionists and Jewish and it, it was just it was Bordering on crazy and finally got tipped over. And the other thing we forgot to mention too was the whole Trump thing. Trump really grabbed onto this show and he kind of made it his own. Like its success was some sort of weird uh, validation for his ideology because Mm -hmm. she was a Trump fan. Although the show itself had really not much to do with Trump. They mentioned it a bit in the pilot, but other than that, there was nothing else really. It wasn't
0: st- a focus. Yeah. Not
1: really. I mean, the focus of the show was, uh, you know, a working class family trying to survive, but it wasn't all caught up in politics all the time. So I think it was think all that- behind
0: the scenes politics. That's where those 19 million viewers came from. Somebody fudging the numbers back then. Oh, let that's not start Trump that. and his boys. <laughs>
1: let's not start that. So um, I think that really politicized the show and then made her cancellation politicized as well because he you know he took that success on as his own and so then everybody that's a trump supporter became a fan of the show you know it just i don't know made it a little too much but anyways you know like we said she she admitted that she did something wrong and it was wrong and it's done time to move on i think that uh
0: that tim allen show is coming back isn't it is it did somebody else pick I, I it up i think i think so hmm. Do you think that uh, might have something to do
1: with the success of Roseanne and a lot of... Uh... Could be. That show's been on well before... Like that started... I don't know. It's been on for like seven, six or seven years, maybe five. It's way before the whole Trump thing started. So I think it's just because, again, he's a Trump supporter and they kind of rally around these shows, you know, that, oh, hmm. that's it. Tim Allen's like our guy. And it's just, I don't know. It's weird. And by the way, I did watch uh, Samantha B. Dropping the C-bomb in her last episode and and, uh, Sarah and I watched the whole thing and it really wasn't that bad. She was building up towards this thing of how – not flaky but uh, how disconnected the the Trump family is with uh, the policy that they're putting forward with uh, immigrants and everything. You can watch it yourself. And so she was building up towards that. And then, you know, basically part of this policy is that uh, these families who come across the border are being torn apart. They separate the kids from the parents because they want to prosecute the parents and they just want to send the kids back to uh, wherever country or whatever. And even if they request an asylum or whatever, it's just a mess. And so while all this was going on, Ivana, Ivanka Trump? Is that her name? Anyways, Trump's daughter uh, posted a photo of herself with her with her kid and saying how the kid's like the love of her life and everything. And so it was just a really insensitive thing to, to put up. So I kind of get it. But anyways, Sam B, she apologized for saying the word the C word and all for the better. So it wasn't as bad, mm-hmm. but still.
0: Like okay, I'm looking all this up because I have no idea who this is or...
1: Uh, it's you, you, just, okay. you, you don't really have 20 minutes right now to catch up on all
0: that okay yeah I, whatever first person in the world to uh, insult somebody in the Trump family well she, I mean I'm sick of all these people apologizing for what they say you gotta
1: say it just say it no, she, I, I obviously had some meaning behind it I don't know I, it, it really it wasn't the right word to say it really wasn't like you know The feckless, you know. Okay, sure. Feckless. She. That. She. But. You know. You didn't really need to add the next word. It was for effect, and she was drumming up, and she was, she was getting like really passionate about what she was saying, and so that was for for the effect, and it was kind of, kind of like a part of the punchline kind of thing. You had to see the whole thing in order to, I think, in order to make an opinion on whether or not she did the right thing. But anyways, she. She did the right thing by saying that. It was, it was the wrong word to say, I think. And I understand what you're saying. All free speech and all that stuff. And we should be able to say what we're saying and all that. But, you know, you got consequences. Well, I'm saying if somebody,
0: right? if somebody has it in their head, like, I'm going to do this, you know. If you're going to do it, then go all out. It's it, it's really lame when somebody goes there and then, oh, let me let me jump back right away. But, uh Yeah. Uh, there's, here, there's still take con- note, there's... musty because I'm contradicting myself saying how <laughs> Roseanne should have uh, been able to apologize for what she said and all that. So,
1: you get, there's still consequences, all right, uh, for what yeah, you say. Right. There's consequences, so there's consequences. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I, I again, I have no idea who this is or what this
1: is about. Well, she used to be. Well, she used to be on the Daily Show, and I don't know. I'm a fan of hers. I like her, and I will still watch her show. Okay, anyways, moving on. Um, Did you see uh, Diego's uh, reaction video to our uh, episode 84? (laughs) Of course I did. I I need to ask you, I need to get your approval. Uh, Is this uh, warrant a Fandango salute? Yes. Is it special enough?
0: Yes, uh, this is special enough. It's special enough. Mostly because it seemed that. He really did agree with everything I was saying, <laughs> uh, and and he really shook his head firmly when you started to talk. So
1: uh, I will approve it. It uh, it is a, a good video. There's not much audio. It, there's not much. There's no audio I could play down <laughs> for you guys to experience. So all I can recommend is that you go over to Diego's uh, YouTube channel and check out his uh, reaction video to episode 84 of Retro Fandango. It is. Uh yeah, it's Diego Avelia, Avila, A V I L A. I hope I said that right. Yeah.
0: Well, you can find the link to it in the cartridge form
1: forum, right, for episode, episode e. 84. So
0: there you go. Retro fandango. All
1: right. So let's give him the fandango salute. Was about to fandango. <laughs> All right.
0: That was justified.
1: All, All right. right. Thanks. Thanks, Diego. I'm happy with that. All right. All right, that's it. That's all we got for the show. <laughs> Pretty much done. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we talked about yard work and caterpillars. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, hey, I want to talk about games yeah. on this podcast. Me because too. Because it's been... Probably about two years or so since I paid any attention to GOG or Steam. Like I've got a backlog there of stuff I was so excited to buy a couple years ago. Of course, still sitting there. (laughs) I've gotten to a couple of them, but man, it's so much fun to collect them. -hmm. You just just collect something else. Uh, But this year, I'm feeling it. I, I really am eager to get back into it, and I'm paying attention this year. The, the GOG Summer Gaming Sale is on now. It goes on until June 18th. And I've never bothered setting up a wish list or anything. I just kind of go in there find what I want. But I, I, of course, realized just how convenient that is. So I've been spending the past week just going through their library and putting my list together of all the stuff that I want to try to get. And I, I've, got a, I've got a core of what I want to get off of their sale this year. But... I'm waiting because the Steam summer sale has not started yet. And uh, I'm, I'm curious if they're going to overlap so that I can compare prices before finalizing my purchase there. And then, of course, there's some stuff that's only available on GOG and some yep. stuff that's on Steam. So I'm finding this to be uh, a little pressure situation. But it's also really, really fun because uh, i have it's been a while since I've gone through their catalog and just seen – just how many different games there are that i would be interested in playing and there are a lot so uh probably within the next week or two i I imagine i will have a lot more games at my disposal
1: yeah i think they did overlap a few days the last time um like last year i think yeah because i'm ready i'm ready to pull
0: the trigger on most of the ones i've selected because they're you know, they end up being $1, a dollar, two dollars, a couple of bucks. The one I'm debating on is Full Throttle because that is currently 50% off on GOG, mm. which brings it down to like 750, which mm. not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, but if Steam has it for 60% off, 70% off, yeah, you know, save those couple of bucks when you can. So. Um, that that's really the the holdout. Everything else, I might actually I should just uh, do it right now and get uh, all those others that are super cheap. Well, tell us what's on your on the wish list. Uh, a lot of point and click stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of point and click uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, I got all those. Uh, a couple of those yeah. early ones. Uh, Sam and Max hit the road. That was one of the first point and click games I played. Really like that one. Mm. I'm surprised I don't have it yet. It's only $1.99. dollar uh, Doom. The Doom games are real cheap. Yep. Don't have those. Bro Force, 75% off. You don't have that yet? I want to get that. Nope, I want to get that. Uh, I'm looking at the Back to the Future Telltale game. That's yeah, down now. It's pretty good. Hotline Miami looks fun.
1: I think you would uh, like that. It's it's very twisted.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks, looks a little fun. Uh, Rogue Squadron 3D. I'm wanting to get that again. Yeah uh, possibly Torchlight 2. You don't have that uh, yet? I right, you got to get that. I played through the first one. Right. And it was great. Yeah. Uh, Nox is 89 cents. There you go, man. I it's... don't know if I'm going to play it, but uh, it's, good cents. it's fun. It's uh, fun. What else is on there? Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbender. The point click that's down there. Yeah, I've never played that one. Great name. Um, you played that new Gauntlet game? Yes. It is good. Is it uh, It's okay. It's fun. I yeah. See, I see. It's like not as
1: highly rated as some of the others. Sarah and I played through it co-op, and we had a really good time. It's okay. and it's not very long. I think it's about five hours. So it's one of those games <laughs> where you play through as one character, and then okay, let's try another character and play through it again as this character or whatever. So.
0: Cool. Um. Some other stuff in here. Liarful uh, though, yeah. Uh, that Papers Please game, I'm interested in. That's not on sale on GOG though, but maybe when Steam comes around.
1: Yeah, I tried. Um, it was free for for a while, like before it uh was officially released. They had like some sort of, uh, kind of an early access demo, kind of deal, just to build mm-hmm. some buzz and hype for the game. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Like it it um. It reminded me a little bit of L.A. noir, where you have to decide on whether or not to, uh, you know, if you believe a person or not. But unlike L.A. noir, where you're trying to read these weird animated faces on whether someone's lying or not, you have information in front of you. Like they give you all their papers and everything, and you're just listening to what they're saying because the graphics are more simple, right? So you're not really looking at Mm -hmm. their face to make your decision. You're just – making a decision based on everything you have in front of yourself and whether or not they're actually like other, like, cause what that game is, you're a border security officer and mm-hmm. you have to decide on whether or not to let these people who are coming into your country to let them in or not. And there are resistance groups out there that will come into your country and blow stuff up. So you work an entire shift and you decide on whether or not to let, uh, people in and people have like these they'll have sob stories like uh you know my my mother's sick and i need to go in and and help her or my kid you know uh is uh has been his father died i gotta go you know i gotta get my kid all all this stuff and they'll have you know their id so you got to make sure their names match the ids uh and then you can ask them questions like what's your date of birth or whatever and you got to make sure that everything lines up and you as a corrections officer or not corrections officer, a, a border agent or the border whatever, agent yeah, have um, depend on this job. You have uh, a family to look after and you need this job because your kid is sick and you need to get the money to keep your kid well for for some for medicine. So if you do a bad job and you let too many people in, uh, you will get fired. And your kid will die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you do a good job, uh, you will, uh, you know, you'll continue on. Your kid will continue to to live. So it's a really it's a really tricky game where you have to think of all these things, because you'll get a report the next day before your shift, whatever's in the news, and they'll be like, so th- a person came into your country, uh, came into the country and blew up, you know, the a parliament building or something like that. And you and they'll have like a description of the person. It's like, oh man, I let that, I know I let that person in. And there'll be an investigation on who let this person in,
0: and
1: mm. uh, so you can get away with it like a couple of times, but if you do it too many times, you can you're be out. fired. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. It looks fun. I don't know if I want to spend ten bucks on it, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's got a very simple feel to it, so it'd be hard to justify spending ten bucks on it, but definitely a, it's definitely a five dollar game, for sure. Yeah, if you're in the mood to think. Yeah. Hmm.
0: That old uh, Star Wars Battlefront series is on here, too. I've heard good things about those. I never played them.
1: Battlefront? Yeah, they're um, fun multiplayer games. There's really not much there for single-player. Just run
0: around and shoot stuff?
1: Yeah, run around and shoot stuff, uh, stand in an area, wait for the you know Imperial level or, or Rebel level to meter to rise. Okay, you lock this area, now move on to the next area. And then keep hold of it, you know. And you can switch between, uh, y- you know, your different classes. You know, you got rifleman and missile guy and medic or whatever. You can jump into vehicles and drive around. Missile guy. You no, know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Anti vehicle weapon thingy, you know. Those yeah, kind of sounds things. good. Yeah, it's it's alright. If, if you can get it for cheap, you know, it's it's all right. The I I think it's like three or four bucks. Yeah, or... that's that's really nothing. That's peanuts. The second one I know is still mod supported and there are third party um rooms that you can go into and, and people are still playing them online. I think Night Ranger is one of them. We download this app and it'll let you still play that game online. But I imagine that's it's all the people who are playing that have been playing it since 2005 and they're all super good at the game. So good luck, noob, <laughs> getting in mm. there and playing with them. Yeah, I
0: don't know that that's kind of lower on my my totem pole there. Over on Steam though, I got a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I I've never bought Half Life or Portal or Left 4 Dead um, on those, so. If they go cheap, maybe I'll do that. Um, Left a lot of the d- Sega stuff uh, is really cheap right now as it is. So they're like 98 cents.
1: Yeah, they'll be even cheaper during the sale. Um, like a quarter? <laughs> yeah. thirty. I think I paid 30 cents for each game online. Uh, mm-hmm. Left for Dead, again, that's another one that's really multiplayer-focused. There's not really much. Yeah. There, I mean, I,
0: ha- I have them on the consoles. Uh, Steven was getting on me. He's like, oh, you get Left 4 Dead for Steam. We can play online. Because I, like, mm. yeah, I always played that just with the bots, and that was good enough for me. Yeah. Um, Another thing. To a look, lot of the same stuff.
1: Yeah. A, a thing to look out for on GOG are some of the EA games because they're not available on Steam. Because Steam and EA had some. Friction at some point over mm-hmm. DLC. So some EA games up until I think whenever Dragon Age Origins t- or Dragon Age 2 came out, I think that was the the thing. There was a DLC in that game, but EA wanted to sell on their own and Steam was like, No, if you're gonna sell this game on Steam, you have to sell the DLC through the, the Steam interface and they didn't like that, so that's when they every game from that point on was only available on Origin. So uh, on GOG, for instance, there's a game called The Saboteur, which is actually which is a pretty decent game. It's kind of a mixture of uh, GTA and um, Assassin's Creed. It takes place during World War II in Paris, and Mm -hmm. you just go around and you have all these assignments and everything to uh, blow up Nazis. You know, Nazis will have a concentration camp somewhere, and that and your mission is to go in there and take it down stealth with all stealth, and it was uh. It was a fun game. I had it on the Xbox 360, and uh, I played through it. But now it's on GOG for like it's three dollars and eighty nine cents Canadian, huh. so it's probably two bucks uh, U.S. So I'm thinking about picking that one up. Hmm. And then the the Fallout games are on there. If you're into that, they're pretty cheap.
0: Uh, I think I've got those. They gave them away free a oh, while. Oh, that's I...
1: right. Yeah, they were free at some point. Yeah. But other than that, I haven't really. I I, I got a lot of games. Well, it sounds like you have
0: them already. I,
1: have do. I do. I do. I got. I just. I got to start playing through them. That's why I'm trying to play more games and get and get through more games. Uh, the problem right now is uh, the Cartridge Club games of the month are uh, soaking up my time because so I've been playing Axiom Verge. Have you been playing that's any of list. that?
0: That's I that that's a Steam game. It's not on GOG, so I got to wait for oh, a Steam right. sale.
1: Okay. And uh, start playing that again, because so the uh, podcast is going to be coming up soon too. That's uh, aren't you a part of that podcast? Aren't you going to be on that?
0: Is is that a secret? Or I are don't know. Allowed to say- I don't know. Okay, don't listen to this part, folks. We're not sure if we can say.
1: So, don't you need to play the game before we? Yeah, so uh, hurry up with the Steam sale. <laughs> oh my goodness. Come on. You're going to be two-day two, two day Rambox. Yeah, I played the game for two days. Here's my opinion. Is it a long game? Nah, it uh, depends on how much you want to explore. It's, uh, if you do a lot of exploring. It, yeah, it's, it's what, a Metroidvania. What kind of game is it? It's a Metroidvania-style game. Oh, I thought it was like a
0: Contra game.
1: No. So if you want to do some exploring, it's going to probably take you around 12-ish hours. If You, you can probably... Oh. Okay. Power through it in eight hours, but uh, you're not going to have a, enough items to make the latter part of the game enjoyable. Alrighty. Uh, so okay, I'm,
0: we'll see. So I'm going to hold out here to, to wait for the sale, and then it's going to be like 10% off, or it's not going <laughs> to be on sale at all. Uh, or is it even available in Japan? Hey, it's right here in front of me, yeah. Okay. And I got a price in yen.
1: Okay. That's good. So I've been playing that oh, and yeah, I've, been, uh, like a... I've been diving into Link's Awakening on the uh, 3D... Uh, well, I have it on the 3DS. And it's good times. So I really enjoy that game. Zelda, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's good. Good 8-bit yeah, Zelda, Zelda. Yep. And I've been playing Assassin's Creed Revelations, but I have to put oh, it on yeah. hold now for these Cartridge Club games, but I... Uh, I have been trying to work my way through the Assassin's Creed games and they come out with one every year, so I figure if I finish two every year, I'll be able to eventually catch up in about 5 or 6 years. Are you enjoying them? Yeah, I am. I uh so last year I played through 2 and Brotherhood. And Brotherhood felt very samey. Like it felt like it felt like it, as if it was almost the same game as Assassin's Creed 2, just a little bit of difference. But Revelations is actually, story-wise, it's moving stuff along. Stuff is moving. Uh, the first two in and, and Brotherhood, was you were playing as Enzio. He was the same age in that. In this one, you're playing an older Enzio. He's in his 50s. He's got uh, more stuff that's happened in his past. and uh, He's hitting on this uh, redhead girl. Let me turn off my phone. So... Yeah, it's, it's a little more interesting story wise where they're going with it and the funny thing is they introduce all these new mechanics uh, there's um a, like a weird tower defense kind of game mini game built within it where you have these factions who are the area that the areas that you clear on the map these factions are coming in and trying to take it over and it's really ill-conceived it's not put together well at all it's very clunky and stupid and i hate it but you can totally avoid doing it by just paying uh, these uh, heretics that are around on the map. You can find them, you can give them some money, and that brings your uh, awareness level down. Every time you do, like, you kill somebody or something, your awareness level goes up, and that builds these guys up. They get angry and they try to start taking over your map. So, as long as you keep that awareness level down, the new mechanics they introduce into the game, you can totally avoid doing them and just stick to playing an Assassin's Creed game. It's. It's weird. They hmm. also have bombs. They introduce bombs into the game, but you don't have to use them. You can just use your regular knife and everything. And the bombs are stupid. Bombs. You have to craft oh. them and everything. you got to find parts and put together these bombs, and you make stink what, bombs. and. What era does this
0: game take place in?
1: It's, uh, the 1200s. In, you're in Constantinople, which is modern-day oh. Istanbul. Istanbul, yeah.
0: Constantinople. Yeah.
1: yeah, I know the song. So... It's fun though. It's good. It's, you know, you're running on the the rooftops and that, and you're sneaking up on guys, you're killing them, uh, playing an Assassin's Creed game. So I was pretty down on them. I I never really, you know, I, w- I would buy them dirt cheap. You know, and I was like, well, maybe I'll get to these one day. So I'm I'm happy that I'm finally getting to them. Hmm. Uh, and cool. then I gave uh, Undertale another another spin because I was I forgot my 3ds at work. Couple nights ago, and it was really quiet. So, I just loaded that up on the computer at work and started playing it. And I'm liking it more this time around. I gave it a try uh, when I first got it last year sometime. And I thought it was like a. I thought it was an RPG, and it sort of is, but it's more like a visual novel in a way. It's very story driven, and just a bunch of quirky stuff happens in it. So. Once I get done with uh, some of these games, I'm going to go back into it and give a full report. But it's a it's a quirky RPG. You play as this little girl who gets um, transported into this uh, other monster world. You go, you're you're climbing a mountain. You climb a mountain. You fall down a hole and you're in monster world, kind of like Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. And this woman, uh, well, a female monster, kind of takes you over like oh you're a human come into my house i'll feed you i'll take care of you i'll give you a place to sleep and you um you could stay there or you can leave and try to get home so that's your first mission is to break out of this house and uh and get home so you actually have to fight the person who takes you in that's your first like Mm. boss battle is the person who's like who tries to help you off the the start and you don't really you don't fight them you can uh you can fight them or you can negotiate with them you can try to reason with them like you can ask them questions you can show them sympathy you can try to make them laugh even the monsters in in the world like anyone you that you run up into like any random encounter if they're if they're in yellow you're overpowered for them so right away you can uh um I can't remember the word they use, but basically it's forgive them and they'll run away kind of thing, and you'll get some gold and experience. Or you can fight them, or you can try to negotiate with them. It's it's really different game. It's out there.
0: Hmm. It's very dark.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot going on in the backgrounds. It's all black backgrounds. And that no.
0: Yeah.
1: I hope it's not depressing. That's, that's my one hope. <laughs> I hope it doesn't go into a depressing... Ending because I don't think I'll like that, but I'll dive into it later. Hmm. That's pretty much it for me. Been watching cool. movies, but they're for the film Dango, so keeping mum on that. I gotta get started on that.
0: Uh, I didn't do anything, man. I didn't play any games and watch any movies. It's been doing work. I kind of want to play Ghostbusters again, though.
1: Did you, you finished it, right?
0: I did, yeah. But afterwards, I was looking through the achievements. Yeah. And uh, I realized I had already beaten it on professional. So I kind of just wasted my time ah. <laughs> doing that. Uh, but it was it was fun. Uh, with a little more challenge. Uh, but then I was looking through them, and I realized I totally forgot that you could slime tether ghosts directly into the ghost traps. Oh, well, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I played uh, through the whole thing. I didn't do that. But I, I like the ghost wrangling. You know, once Mm -hmm. you start getting like the slam dunk uh, trap and all that, it takes a little bit of the fun out of it. So I might go back to the early levels and just I I really missed the online for that because I only got to play it for a little bit before they cut the servers. Um, And that's what it was. You know, it was just you and a couple other people just constantly trapping ghosts. And I've realized even when you play through these in the later levels, there's only about five or six ghosts at a time. In any situation, yeah. they need to the trap. So I, I really want there just to be lots and lots of ghosts and sit there. You just see how many you can trap.
1: The cool thing about that um, online is you weren't shooting at each other. You weren't trying to kill each other. You were just trying to catch more ghosts than the other guy. And that it was, was
0: cooperative, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I got to find something to play because I just – I sit here like at night. I finally get some time to myself, and I'm looking at the shelf. I go, all right, bunch of games over there, a bunch of games over there, a bunch of games on Steam, bunch of games on GOG, bunch of games on this. I'm like, oh, which one am I going to play?
1: I'm thinking about it for 20
0: minutes. I'm out of time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You just got to dive into something. You just got to say, okay, go. I'm going. Just – Pick something and go. Yeah,
0: that's the hardest thing is choosing something. But, I got to do that thing Dean used to do, that uh, random review thing. Yeah. Just like, oop, boom, that's it. That Jump thing doesn't
1: – I tell you, I tried doing that for a while too. It doesn't work because then you end up playing – it, unless you tell yourself, if I'm not enjoying it within this amount of time, I'm going to drop it and I'm going to move on to something else.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. yeah. yeah but you, I mean it, it's that first step, you know. Like you get in there and I'm not going to put the garbage in, in that list. Yeah.
1: 'Cause you if you commit to I'm gonna finish this game, then you end up playing a bunch of crap that you're either not in the mood to play or whatever. Or, you know, it's just a bad game and you're and you're trying to finish a, a terrible game.
0: No, I'll take the stuff that I'm interested in playing, the stuff I bought, like I really want to play this and, yeah, and then click some that's it. Yeah. Go. You know how long I've had Grim Fandango? I have I have
1: a I have two copies of it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just have one and yeah, I haven't touched it either. Uh, Mine's on G O G. Uh did you want to talk about Canadian Walmart arcade cabinets? Yeah, because Steven
0: posted something about that. Yeah. that the Walmart is selling full size stand-up arcade cabinets, which are essentially the the newest version of plug and plays. Yeah. Uh, they come preloaded with I don't know, half a dozen games. Is like it? Street Fighter Two Uh, Pac-Man centipedes, some stuff like that. I I don't know which were included in which, but he pointed out a a flyer selling for about 500 bucks Canadian for a stand-up arcade cabinet. Yeah. I imagine you can't just walk into any Walmart and pick them up off the shelf. It's probably some specialty order, and it's a limited stock, but I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? You can go get a a full stand-up if that's the latest trend. I mean... Really, it's gonna come down to uh how good is the quality? You know, is it kind of like cheap, weak, yeah. wobbly walls, are gonna be a bad arcade stick, a poor monitor, you know, there's all these different ways they could cut costs. But for five hundred bucks, you wanna feel like I got something decent considering it only has half a dozen games that are twenty years old, you know? But the other side of that is you know that People are gonna hack this thing and make it so you can just dump all your emulators on there and just load it up with ROMs and then have yourself a nice pre built arcade cabinet with some nice artwork on the side of some, you know, Street Fighter or Pac Man or whatever. That so, would be cool. It's kinda cool.
1: Yeah. If that if if you could do that, that would be I'd have to get one. I would Yeah, if
0: they if they you you just said you don't have the space.
1: I don't I told you to make I don't say I ha- don't have the space. Sarah says I don't have the space. Hmm. But if it's already done for me, if the work's already done for me, then I- I'm extra motivated to uh, convince her that we have the space.
0: <laughs> I'm really curious to, to just see how stable they are. You know? Yeah,
1: I- I'd like to it's see some gonna... reviews on it. You know, yeah. is it all? Is I can't imagine the sides being a plywood. They're probably going to be plastic. No,
0: it's going to be, yeah, it could be cheap plastic. It's probably going to be light enough that like two people can lift it very easily. Yeah. I mean, one person could probably lift the thing. You know, it's just cumbersome, but it can't be that heavy because they're going to be using modern, you know, flat screen monitors and everything. And, uh, I don't know. it just sounds cool.
1: Yeah. It I, sounds like
0: I, the kind of thing I want to walk into a Walmart and see that.
1: Is it gonna be this well, I guess if they put the uh, scan lines in, you know uh, on the screen like if you, there's got they'll there has to be option for filters in that you know because I find those arcade games look really sharp with the scan lines in them' so that for
0: five hundred bucks, it's gotta be because I mean what does a plug and play cost you twenty bucks? yeah, twenty five bucks and they're they're basically putting the same games, yeah onto that. so really you're just paying for the monitor. You're paying for the the bulk maintenance, you know, the machine and all the artwork and everything. For five hundred bucks, they better be putting something quality in there in terms of the speakers, the the picture, and
1: all that. It'd be nice if it didn't have to be hacked either. If there was an actual SD card slot in it where you can just slide nah, in there. Nah, no
0: way. Because they're they're all licensed games, you know. They're loading it up with uh, Capcom and Namco. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they'll they'll find a way.
1: They're definitely gonna find a way. There's got to be a way to uh, update firmware or something on it, and that'll be that'll be the backdoor. You know, that'll be the way. Even out.
0: even if there isn't,
1: you know, the fact that you
0: have the pre-built arcade cabinet and a monitor and speakers, you, you rip the guts out, you put your own Raspberry Pi in there. Mm. That's true. Yeah. But I think they really would have to put in a quality arcade stick because you hear people complain all the time if it's a really cheap stick and the buttons don't feel right. Mm -hmm. If they cut corners there, then, you know, that's the whole machine. You don't want to have to start replacing this and that on it. Yeah. For sure. It's probably ultimately cheaper still just to do it yourself and you can make it of a higher quality. Um, because yeah, like I said, I'm I'm still really interested in doing that myself. It's still the, the project down the line, but I, I don't think it's going to cost me 500 bucks. Probably not. No. Now I'd say realistically maybe two to three, but
1: uh, there's not if a, you want that fancy artwork. There's not a lot of info out there on these things though. Like there is a Reddit where people are asking questions. <laughs> and that, That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, I guess it's still so new that... Or maybe it's not even real. You know, is it just some kind
1: of gag? Well, I'm hoping it's not one of those... Like, it's actually just a foot tall or something. Because they have no, those. Five, 500 I, bucks, because,
0: yeah, they sell those little ones. Yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine... It's kind of a stretch that they would actually go so far as to put the stand-up one. I figured... You know, it's more realistic if it did, they did a tabletop one, not the little mini ones that they're using in Gremlins, but you know, yeah. like a, a standard, just you know, doesn't have the big bottom to it. Yeah. Just did it on it. But uh, I don't. Know. Yeah.
1: I, I'm, I want I, more. Yeah, me too. I I I probably would pick one up if the if you know if the quality's there, if you can yeah. uh, add to it. But yeah, there's not a lot of info on these things at all. Mm. I wish there was more. There It'll show a, up. Like that should be It'll... an E3 announcement, right? Everyone's going on about E3 and what Nintendo and all that do. Walmart should come out and say, here are the arcade cabinets. This is, here's all the features. Let's go. That would get me stoked yeah. for E3. Who cares about Red Dead Redemption 2? Let me know more about this Pac-Man cabinet. Wow. Yeah. It's awesome. awesome. Is that a good segue into our E3 segment? Are we ready to take on E3? Is that happening? No. (laughs) No. Not a chance. If you want E3 news, you can go elsewhere.
0: Uh, I do want to build a new – I think I said this already, but I want to build a new uh, stand for my TV. And I want to lift it up. And maybe that would kind of be like a semi-arcade – thing where if I lift the TV up enough
1: I can make it look like an arcade cabinet. Yeah, you don't want a semi arcade, you want a full on arcade.
0: I do, I do, but this would be like my my practice run, you know. <laughs> to see
1: if it's something you would actually be into. Oh, I'm definitely into it.
0: I'm yeah. definitely into it. It's just uh, you know, getting all that work done.
1: Mm. Yeah. See? The $500 solution. Boom. You don't <sighs> have to do any of the work it's done as long as its quality is good uh, uh we might do an e3 e3 wrap up when it's all said and done although we got some stuff to talk about cuz i got vacation coming up
0: uh, uh oh
1: yeah well hey we got we got we got stuff on the back burner right we do yes yeah, yeah. interesting alternate programming for you people out there but mm. uh, yeah we might be we'll probably have to dip into that before the end of the month. And we got the Film Dango to take care of as well. So, oh, We're going to be busy for a little bit and then, then we'll be able to just sit back and relax.
0: Cool. Oh, nice. That'll work out perfect right? I would actually be able to buy my, my Steam and GOG games and play have them? time to play
1: them. Yeah. yeah, and then you'll have something to talk about.
0: Yeah. what did you uh, do? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I looked at them.
1: Mm. Well, I guess that's right. it. I don't really have any much else to say. Pretty yeah. much done. Hey, we this filled light, our time. Light week this week. Oh, I put out a video. Did you see that? I did see that. I As did see that. It's not really a video for people to watch on Mass, and it's it's just for a very specific thing in a very specific game, just to help some people out. So it's not really worth plugging, but. I was just happy that I put out a video. I was like, yeah, yeah, I did something. God
0: of War clickbait.
1: (laughs) All those people playing that uh, (laughs) 13-year-old game now. The PlayStation 2. Yeah. Oh, you're you're playing on a
0: PS3, though.
1: Yeah, it's the God of War collection that came out in 2009. So there. Mm. Yeah.
0: See, it's that that semi-retro that gets a bad rap. You know, you go all the way back to like NES, oh, I'm playing Mega Man. Oh, it's so awesome. I'm playing
1: last gen. I know. Isn't it weird? And then in about 10 years, it's going to be cool again. Yeah. Oh, you're playing the PS3? That is so cool, man. Comes hipster. That's right. Like my hipster glasses here that need to go. (sighs) Jeez. How did you get swindled into those? They didn't look that bad on the website. I'm not putting them on. Oh, again. you just ordered off
0: a yeah, website? You yeah. didn't
1: actually go try them on? Their return policy is supposed to be very good. So we'll be testing that out. Man, these are dorky. They looked good. I didn't think they would be that thick.
0: The they should have a service where you could upload your photo and then put the glasses yeah.
1: on to yourself. Yeah, so, so you, you could see. A, totally. Yeah. I, I would, that I would, I would approve of that.
0: Or you could just go to an actual store, interact with some people.
1: Well, the problem is, is that the stores are just their service is so lousy, and they take so long to make your glasses, and it's really not happy. And then the prices, you know, you can't beat the prices online. You know, you're not spending a thousand bucks for one pair of glasses. It's only one third of the cost. So you can't argue with that. So I don't know. We thought I'd give it a try. You know. Well we'll see. We'll see how their return mm. policy is. All right. All right. yeah let's wrap this thing up. We're done.
0: Yep. Right. Uh yeah, film dango coming soon. Car chases. Uh
1: sounds like maybe sooner than we thought, huh? Uh, for us to do it, yeah. To record it. Okay. Yeah. Uh what is okay. it, the eighth? We got a couple of weeks. We got time. We got time. We just gotta be ready for when we don't have time.
0: Okay So go ahead and follow us on the Twitter At Retro underscore Fandango Where you get exclusive First view of the thumbnail When I finish (laughs) it on time Fandango iTunes Radio (laughs) Go ahead and give us ratings On iTunes or Stitcher Wherever you listen to the show Just because maybe Somebody else will stumble upon us And head over to the forums At cartridgeclub.org where you can check out uh, Diego's reaction video for episode uh, 84 and go ahead and comment on whatever we talked about for this episode. 85, Steam, GOG, Canadian politics, uh, um, yard work. Yep. Something else we talked about, I guess.
1: Yeah. Teabags.
0: Don't you hate it when those things fall off?
1: There we go, teabags. I got to work that into the title perfect tea bags <laughs> steamy tea bags and we talked about halo too did we ta- did we talk about halo Is this still- no you said
0: you listened to the podcast yeah and you- it's overhyped yeah
1: okay halo still over. okay we did that already I already busted must these chops alright yeah we're done got nothing left yeah alright let's just say goodbye goodbye everybody yes bye everybody
0: see you next time I, there
1: you go.